0: Welcome to Love Light with Dr. Jean Marie Farish. Today, we'll show you how to use the spirit of love and self-worth to improve the connections with everyone else in your life. This program is your weekly gift, and it will keep on giving. You'll see. Now, here's your host, Dr. Jean Marie Farish.
1: Well, hello and welcome, everyone. I hope you are all faring well. I'm Dr. Jean Marie, your Love Light host, and we are delighted for you to join us on the Voice America Empowerment Channel, shining Love Light into your hearts and homes to empower your life with love. We have a great show today How Leaders Can Build Confidence and Become Empowered with Monique Deneau. You know, the greatest leaders of all times, had one thing in common, humility, an ingredient of love. Humble leaders have an overwhelming sense of their need to grow. They are compassionate and forgiving. Look for the best in others. Seek to win people, not arguments, and are not judgmental. And inherent in humility is confidence. Self-confidence is not a feeling of superiority, but of independence, inner strength, and willpower not to give up. What blocks self-confidence? Feeling unworthy, that you are of no value based on faulty and fear-based conditioned beliefs. This is self-deception at its best and inhibits the capacity to be good leaders, whether it's in the workplace, serving our communities, or in our families. It also inspires us to work together to build confidence in others for the greater good. Confident leaders have a positive impact on subordinates, customers, and everyone at large. And our guest today, Monique Deneau, founder of MD Consulting, building better leaders worldwide, empowers leaders to become confident. She's a seasoned executive coach and human resource professional who contributes over three decades of corporate experience. Monique combines her, her corporate knowledge business startup experience, and best practices to help individuals break down barriers in the workplace. And she has the unique ability to build immediate trust and quickly get individuals into alignment with their true values and desired direction. A strong, intuitive uh, uh, person coupled with very active listening skills Monique guides business people to solve their core pain points to be more influential and have a higher impact on their bottom line. She's the contributing author to Ophelia's Mom and the business handbook, How to Win and Keep Clients. And now I welcome Monique to our show, How Leaders Can Build Confidence and Become Empowered. Welcome, uh, Monique. Thank you so much, Jean. It is so great to be here. And thank you for returning to Love Light. And I must share with our listeners that uh, uh, Monique is a fellow host on Voice America on the business channel, uh, leading with intention that we'll hear more about. Uh, Monique has been on Love Light a couple of times uh, as a guest, creating psychological safety in the workplace, nonviolent communication in the workplace. And today, how leaders can build confidence and become empowered. Monique, can you share with our listeners a little bit about yourself and why why this topic? Why is this of interest to you? Well, Gene, I'm an executive coach. So I work with
2: business leaders across multiple industries located globally. And I've been doing that for many years. And there's a common theme that keeps coming up. When leaders come to me, they want to be coached on various things related to the workplace. But what I find after we dig into these things is what's at the root of some of their challenges is actually that they lack confidence. They don't really lack the skills or the behaviors that they're going after in coaching. They lack the confidence to execute on those or to implement them. And it was a common theme I was seeing, no matter what industry that leader was in, no matter what country they're in, it was a confidence issue. So I end up coaching people a lot around confidence and how to build their confidence. And what I also realized after reflecting on that was that my own journey of development and growth also involved building my own confidence. And I never had a a mentor or a coach or anything like that. So I had to do all of that self-discovery on my own without any support. So when working with leaders, I really tried to apply a similar framework, not the exact same things I did to build confidence, but it's a framework of stretching outside of your comfort zone little by little and building building up the resilience to stretch further and further and do things that are a little uncomfortable and then a lot uncomfortable and it ends up empowering the person and that builds their confidence
1: and it builds their self-esteem Well Monique, this is so interesting because when we think about it, a lot of people, gain a wealth of knowledge through academic courses or, you know, various types of training to learn skills. And here we find that confidence, you know, is really an issue here. That is really interesting. How does this show up in the workplace? Uh, If a leader has confidence or lack confidence, what does that look like and feel like? And, you know, how does it, uh, inhibit, uh, uh, when you don't have confidence, leadership in the workplace. What I'm seeing is
2: that it shows up in so many ways. I have clients come to me and they've been given feedback that they make decisions too slowly. Maybe they're in a fast-paced environment and they need to make decisions quicker and they want to work on, well, what are some strategies to make decisions quicker? And when we get down to the root of it, It's that they lack confidence. So they're afraid to make the decision. It's not that they can't make it quickly. They can, but they lack the confidence to do it. They are second guessing themselves all the time. They have a lot of self doubt. They, because of that, they rely maybe on their team, like too much collaboration. And I know collaboration is great, but there has to be a balance because there are times when. There is no time for collaboration when a leader just has to make a decision. And so I find some of these symptoms, so to speak, if, if they're relying too much on their team, if they're being told they're, they're not making quick decisions, it's related to a lack of confidence because they're just afraid. They're afraid to make the decision. They're afraid they're going to be wrong. Uh, it can show up as perfectionism. Sometimes ego and being very critical of themselves or of other people. Imposter syndrome, that is really big. Just really not feeling like they're worthy, feeling like they got that promotion by accident. And, you know, we all know there are no accidents. So, you know, a lot of these signs are showing up and even sometimes staying at a job for too long, a job that's toxic, a job they don't like because they lack the confidence to look for something different or they don't think they're valuable enough to find something different or to find something that pays more. Um, They do a lot of self-sabotage. They don't ever take risks and sometimes they're given that feedback in their workplace, it shows up on performance evaluations that they don't take enough risks with new customers or with innovative products, things like that. So a lot of this is happening out of fear and because they don't have the confidence to really step out there
1: and do some of these things. Mm, That is very interesting. Uh, This imposter syndrome uh, and what I was thinking about, and many of us have had the experience of having perhaps uh, a boss who was very aggressive, uh, very even used bullying tactics, uh, uh, didn't have respect for uh, uh, coworkers uh, uh, or staff. What what are your your thoughts about that, or how does that contribute to this imposter syndrome?
2: Well, a lot of times, a bullying boss does have low confidence. And it comes out that way as bullying, as ego. And it contributes to other people's imposter syndrome because those with imposter syndrome already feel that they're not worthy. And then if they have a bullying boss, that is pushing them down even more. So it creates this cycle of toxicity and it's creating additional... Symptoms of imposter syndrome throughout the team, throughout the organization. So that's why it's critical that people work on their confidence and their self-esteem. And many times I find that people don't really know their own value. And that's why they're at times being looked over for promotions. They can't figure out why. And they come to coaching because they've been looked over three times for a promotion and they can't figure out why. But as we start working together, we realize that they're not articulating their value. And that's because they're not even acknowledging their own value. So if you don't acknowledge your own value and articulate it, no one else is going to see your value. So of course, it'll be hard to get a promotion because you really have to sell yourself and promote yourself. And you have to know what your accomplishments have been and speak to those in order to sell yourself and put yourself above some of those other job candidates. So we end up working on the confidence of the person. And I always tell them, when we start working on this, watch what you wish for, because Mm -hmm. you will have a promotion come to you. And if you're looking for a job outside of the company, you will have multiple offers. It It's something that the universe just does when we know our own value and we start improving our confidence level, we project this kind of energy out there and we start attracting what it is that we want. So it's really amazing for me as a coach to watch that transformation happen. And, but I always warn people ahead of time, it's going to happen because when we do this work, it's, it's amazing inner work and you'll end up with that promotion or with that new job.
1: Yes, that's beautiful. And one can just imagine uh, the challenges if you don't have that uh, self-confidence because the workplace is more diverse and uh, uh, and also working with uh, different generations. How, what do you see as a result of that when you're dealing with lack of self-confidence or what diminishes this? self-confidence when we're dealing with diversity and, you know, prominent issues that we face today?
2: I think it gives us a closed mind. Mm. We just, we aren't open to new things, new people, ideas, different cultures. We are in a bubble that, and, and we don't let anything in, so we don't grow. And that's the worst part about a lack of, confidence is that we really stop growing. We stop taking risks. We kind of live in fear and everything that's new scares us. So in the workplace, that translates to diverse cultures, diverse behavior, uh, ideas from other people that are very diverse. We, we stay very close-minded to all of that. A big one is Organizational change changes, you know, organizations are constantly shifting and changing. They're they're laying off, they're hiring, they're shifting their departments, they're shifting teams. There's constant change. And people who lack self-confidence are not open to change. It scares them. So those kinds of things are coming in. On their performance evaluations, the feedback they're getting is that so and so is not open to change, you know, be more flexible, be less rigid. So it shows up in that way too.
1: Mm, that is very interesting. And I love what you're saying about staying in the comfort zone. When we stay in the comfort zone, we're not really open, we're really closed. Uh, We're staying in that same predictable situation where, (laughs) you know, you can expect the same outcomes or whatever, and you don't have to do anything different. So you help people step beyond their comfort zone. And I know we're going to talk a little bit more about that uh, in the uh, next segment, because this is so important uh, uh, to grow and to be open to change and really, you know, to really interact and be comfortable with other people.
2: Yeah, it's a big part of my work is to help people be uncomfortable. And I tell them that in coaching on the first session, I let them know that coaching is all about helping them get out of their comfort zone, helping them be uncomfortable, helping them learn to take risks and build that muscle, so to speak so that they can be more productive in the workplace and more effective in their job and with their teams.
1: You speak about core pain issues that, you know, really impact a person's capacity to be confident. And I know we don't have a lot of time to uh, discuss that before we go on break, but I think this is really important because these core pain issues play themselves out in all kinds of situations and circumstances.
2: Yes, for sure. They show up in a person's personal life, in their work life, and they will keep repeating (laughs) until they're dealt with. And it's usually that that person needs to make a change, step out of their comfort zone and do something different so that those core pain points can be resolved.
1: Mm. Well, we are certainly looking forward to talking about, you know, these core pain issues because most people may not even be aware (laughs) that these issues uh, are playing out. And sometimes you become so conditioned with, you know, your usual way of operating or feeling unworthy or having low self-esteem and what you brought up about the imposter syndrome, how that fear can play itself out and it can manifest in terms of self-sabotage, uh, aggression, bullying, or a lot of self-doubt. So we look forward to you sharing more about these core pain issues, how you help your clients step out of their comfort zone. But right now, I think we're ready for a brief commercial break. So don't go away. We'll be right back with more Uh, on how leaders can build confidence and become empowered with our amazing guest, Monique Deneau. She's the founder of MD Consulting, Building Better Leaders Worldwide, seasoned executive coach and human resource professional. Stay tuned. We'll be right back.
3: Announcing Dr. Jean-Marie Farish's new book, Love Mastery Devotion Journal, 21-day weekly prompts and affirmations. This is the companion piece to Dr. Farish's best-selling book, Living in the Spirit of Love, Our Natural State of Being. Through the new book, we invite you to cultivate a lifestyle of love through daily devotional practices over a 21-day period following nine ingredients in the recipe of love love mastery devotion journal 21 day weekly prompts and affirmations is available on amazon.com and balboa press
4: Com, or click the link on the love light show page.
3: Best selling authors international news honors best selling authors around the globe. Dr. Jean Marie Farish is featured in the newly released issue of published magazine. To have first access to this treasured resource go to publishedmagazine.com. Vicki Winterton and Dr. Jean Marie Farish have compiled a dynamic book, We're All In This Together embrace one another an anthology with 24 highly diverse co-authors who share how to spread the message of love resilience inclusivity and compassion this book is an invaluable source of uplifting inspiring and positive insights for spreading positivity in the world we're all in this together embrace one another is available on amazon.com be sure to get your copy today Visit BalboaPress.com and search for Living in the Spirit of Love. And enjoy Dr. Farish's new book today.
5: I'm Judy Satori. I'm a spiritual channel and activator of human potential. You might have heard me speaking on The Voice of America on Dr. Jean Farish's show, Love Light, because I've been speaking about the challenges that are besetting all of us right now and how we can surrender, but also keep on going. I want to invite you to join my new Facebook group that is devoted to heart-centered connection and unity. Through this Facebook group, you can also join my free access question and answer session with Spirit on the first Wednesday to Thursday of every month. Just search Accenture Community on Facebook to join the group. In this session, I answer questions and transmit energy from Spirit to give you guidance and support Because life on planet Earth ain't easy right now. And there is so much help from above, from beings of love and light, from multidimensional realities who are actually here with us, wanting to step up and support us. I welcome you to become part of our ongoing group conversation about evolutionary change and how it's affecting us as human beings and affecting our life today. Many blessings to you. You can find out more about me and my work at www.ascensionlibrary.org. Have a wonderful day.
4: It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com.
0: You are tuned in to Love Light with Dr. Jean Marie Farish. Feel free to connect with our program through email or check out our links on Facebook. Reach Jean at jean 72 farish at yahoo.com. That's jean 72 farish at yahoo.com. And now, back to Love Light.
1: Welcome back to Love Like Living in the Spirit of Love. And if you're just joining us, we are with our amazing guest, Monique Deneau. She's the founder of MD Consulting, Building Better Leaders Worldwide. Executive coach, human resource professional on our show today. How leaders can build confidence and become empowered. And Monique, thank you so much for really setting the tone for what confidence or lack of confidence looks like in the workplace. And you're going to kind of share with us your story, how you overcame and some strategies that will help our listeners.
2: Yes. And I am still growing and learning in this way, but my, uh, my childhood was filled with a lot of trauma. So I have complex PTSD from my childhood. And that actually contributed to my lack of self-confidence. Just growing up in that kind of a toxic environment and then becoming a young adult, going into the corporate world, which was also toxic, it all contributed to me lacking self-confidence, self-esteem. And what I started doing, not intentionally, just because life threw things at me, forcing me out of my comfort zone, but I took some really big steps that helped build my confidence. And for example, I was in a abusive marriage from the time I was 16. I was a child bride and that marriage I was in for eight years, finally left it, which was probably my first big step. I stayed in it because I didn't have the confidence or the self-esteem to do any different. So I left that and I had two toddlers at the time, two young children. So quickly became a single parent, but bought a house, got a job, learned to drive, all these things that you should be doing when you're a teenager and not married. Um, But all of that was actually terrifying for me because I was so young and had little support and was trying to make ends meet. Then I went into therapy to work on my PTSD. And all these things were really big steps that were helping me build my confidence along the way. But at the same time, I was doing little things. Like I was, I'm an introvert. So I was an extremely shy teenager and young adult. And I was put into situations at work where I had to speak, do public speaking. And that helped me build my confidence. I didn't know how to set boundaries. So I had to learn how to do that in relationships, personal relationships, and work relationships. And again, all these things were building my confidence, but I wasn't intentionally doing them as part of strategy. These were things that life was throwing at me. And like I said in our first segment, if you Don't get out of your comfort zone. If you stay in that place of fear, the same patterns will keep repeating until you take care of them. And I think that's what life was doing to me, uh, putting these things in front of me and making them almost impossible to get through. So I had to work really hard to get through them. But because of that, my confidence grew in big ways and in little ways. And then I started doing it on purpose. Then I started thinking, okay, what am I afraid of? What is blocking me? What are my challenges? And I started setting goals to overcome those things. So at that point, it did become a strategy. And I've got this really funny story. I mean, it's funny now, but it wasn't then. Uh, I've always been a little bit afraid of heights. And so in my mind, I thought, okay, well, I want to find some place where I can go on a hot air balloon ride. And that did not materialize for me. But what did materialize is that a group of friends wanted to go skydiving. And I said, well, okay, that'll have to do because there's no hot air balloon around here. So I will go skydiving. I was terrified and got up in the plane with other groups of people and my instructor. So my instructor was strapped on to me. And we jumped out of the plane and I screamed all the way down from the plane until my feet were on the ground. And the free fall part is about a minute or 90 seconds where the chute isn't open yet. You're just free falling and then the chute opens. And supposedly it's a very relaxing drifting in the air until you hit the ground. Well, I screamed even during that time. So I screamed the whole way. And my instructor was laughing the whole time. So I got on the ground and I was so upset at myself that I was so terrified. I was determined to not let that experience be the only thing I remembered about skydiving. So at that moment, I made the decision, I am going to keep doing this until I like it. So since then, I've jumped eight times and probably after the... Third time I started to like it. And then I liked it. So I kept doing it. And I started skydiving when I go on vacation. I would look for the nearest drop zone and go skydiving and, and realized how beautiful it really was. So I got over that initial fear. And my final jump, my seventh or eighth jump, uh, the, the planes kept getting smaller and smaller. So my last jump was over a cornfield in northern Michigan out of a two seater plane, there was only room for the pilot and me and the instructor. And it was just one step from the plane to the air. That's how small the plane was. So I kept creating situations that would continue to put me out of my comfort zone, even sort of in the skydiving type of situation. And that's an extreme example. But Once I realized that I I was actually purposely creating these strategies, that's what I use in coaching. We create strategies that put people out of their comfort zone. And it starts with little things. So if someone comes and they say they want to work on, they're, they're horrible at presenting and they have to present to 200 people and they want to work on that, work on skills. We delve into that and what comes out of that usually is that they need to build up their confidence by starting with something small, not 200 people. So we create situations where they have to go and practice presenting in front of really, really small groups, or they have to at least start talking more in meetings. They have to get used to hearing their own voice and dealing with an audience and things like that. And then we build them up so that by the time that 200-person presentation comes around, they've had practice, they've been out of their comfort zone, and they've been able to tolerate the uncomfortableness of speaking. So it's, it's things like that that people can do to get uncomfortable. And I read this really great article in the past about... If you want to be uncomfortable, part your hair on the other side of your head and wear it that way for a whole day. And so I don't know about you, but I cannot bring myself to do that. <laughs> I, I just cannot. I'll jump out of a plane to be uncomfortable, but I cannot wear my hair on the other side. So it's little things like that. If you think about it, like how often do we drive the same route every single day? Go a different way. Put yourself out of your comfort zone. So that's just kind of an example of some things that
1: I have done. <laughs> well, first, I'd like to say congratulations to you for your skydiving and <laughs> your, your determination to you know, really uh, uh, move beyond your fear. You're talking about stepping out of your comfort zone. You made it happen. <laughs> and I love what you're saying about practicing, doing small things, you know, making small changes. And I think that's unique for each of us, whether it's wearing your hair parted on <laughs> on the other <laughs> side or whatever, the little things that we can do to start moving beyond the comfort zone like you just said uh, driving in a, a, a different direction or you know doing something different perhaps every day can perhaps make a difference and build that confidence and well get you out of that comfort zone
2: yes and it, i think it's really important to do that with a support person i didn't uh-huh. have support people but i think it it makes the fear easier if you're doing if you've got a a therapist or a coach or a buddy, like an accountability buddy or a friend that you're going to do something with just to help ease some of the uncomfortableness and the, the fear that goes along with it. And you know, I do have to caution because some people, like when I made the decision to start working on my PTSD, that is something I had to do with a therapist because I, I never would have done that by myself. There's too much that comes up. When you're doing that kind of work so it depends what it is you're trying to do what kind of fear you are <clears throat> trying to overcome but it is important to have a, a support system mm-hmm. it it just makes it a little bit better for you
1: that's very important and the fact that you reached out for a therapist uh, is very important because You know, people have their own issues about that, but I love what you're saying. Sometimes you need that coach or that support group to help you really become more aware of your issues, or even as you indicated, having an opportunity to practice, whether it's public speaking or whatever, uh, tailored to meet your individual needs. But Monique, there's something I like for you to maybe talk about, because this lack of self-love and self-worth, how does that play itself out in terms of lack of self-confidence, or diminished self-confidence?
2: Well, I think the lack of self-worth, so that's related to self-esteem, low self-esteem. And there's a difference between low self-esteem and low confidence. I see self-esteem as being how you feel about yourself, appreciating yourself, valuing yourself. And then confidence is your belief that you can do something, your belief in your abilities. So there's a slight distinction there. So I think Self-esteem does play into that, and I see that a lot because if if my clients don't value themselves, then they're not going to feel that they can do the things they need to do. They're going to feel they don't have the ability, which is confidence, to do what they need to do in the workplace, going after a promotion, things like that. And the way I start out with a lot of clients who are dealing with that, we create what I call accomplishment statements. And these are statements, and I give this to them as homework, where it starts with a verb. So things they did in the workplace, delivered, executed on, um, things like that, things they accomplished in the workplace, and it has a metric in it. So it could be like trained 200 people, um, executed 10 projects in three months. So it has a verb, and a metric. And it's one sentence. And I have them create a list of those. So they have to actually think back a- across their career or the past six months, we set a time frame, And they have to think of all the things they accomplished, and they have to put a metric to it. Because it's it's almost like you have to prove to your brain that you are worthy. You have to give your brain proof. So these accomplishment statements... <clears throat> are an excellent way to start building your your belief. Because like you mentioned in the beginning, Jean, you have these inaccurate stories and beliefs about yourself, which continues to diminish your confidence. So you have to change those stories around by giving yourself proof. So when people start doing the exercise of creating accomplishment statements they are proving to themselves that they actually have value. They they have given value to their company, to their organization, and those statements prove it. So that is the very first thing I start with. It's something very small, and it ends up being very empowering for them.
1: Mm, That's wonderful. And building confidence, uh, to me, it plays out in, all areas of your life. Can you maybe think about how, if it's not for yourself, but well, I'm sure for yourself as well as others, how building that confidence in the workplace, it impacts all areas of your
0: life.
2: It really does. And I have seen clients suddenly start setting boundaries with people in the workplace. Maybe they've stopped working weekends. I have seen them dissolve toxic relationships. I have seen them terminate an employee that should have been terminated a long time ago. I have even seen them quit their job without having another job lined up. Mm-hmm. So, some really, really major decisive actions can come out of this.
1: Well, that's wonderful. Uh- stepping beyond your comfort zone, trying new things. And those statements that you were indicating earlier uh, uh, with the uh, uh, kind of setting the tone for what you have done, what you have accomplished, that can really be reinforcing.
2: Yes, it it really proves to your brain that you've done these things and that you have value and that you can add value.
1: Mm, wonderful. Well, Monique, it's time for another brief commercial break. So for our listeners, stay tuned for more on how leaders can build confidence and become empowered with Monique Deneau. She's the founder of MD Consulting, building better leaders worldwide, seasoned executive coach and human resource professional. Stay tuned. We'll be right
3: back. Vicki Winterton and Dr. Jean-Marie Farish have compiled a dynamic book, We're All In This Together, Embrace One Another, an anthology with 24 highly diverse co-authors who share how to spread the message of love, resilience, inclusivity, and compassion. This book is an invaluable source of uplifting, inspiring, and positive insights for spreading positivity in the world. We're All In This Together, Embrace One Another, is available on Amazon.com. Be sure to get your copy today.
5: I'm Judy Satori. I'm a spiritual channel and activator of human potential. You might have heard me speaking on the Voice of America on Dr. Jean Farish's show, Love Light, because I've been speaking about the challenges that are besetting all of us right now and how we can surrender but also keep on going. I want to invite you to join my new Facebook group, that is devoted to heart-centered connection and unity. Through this Facebook group, you can also join my free access question and answer session with Spirit on the first Wednesday to Thursday of every month. Just search Accent Community on Facebook to join the group. In this session, I answer questions and transmit energy from Spirit to give you guidance and support. Because life on planet Earth ain't easy right now, and there is so much help from above, from beings of love and light, from multidimensional realities who are actually here with us, wanting to step up and support us. I welcome you to become part of our ongoing group conversation about evolutionary change and how it's affecting us as human beings and affecting our life today. Many blessings to you. You can find out more about me and my work at www.ascensionlibrary.org. Have a wonderful day.
3: Dr. Jean-Marie Farish is proud to announce the release of her new book, Living in the Spirit of Love. announcing Dr. Jean Marie Farish's new book, Love Mastery Devotion Journal, 21-day weekly prompts and affirmations. This is the companion piece to Dr. Farish's best-selling book, Living in the Spirit of Love, Our Natural State of Being. Through the new book, we invite you to cultivate a lifestyle of love through daily devotional practices over a 21-day period following nine ingredients in the recipe of love. Love Mastery Devotion Journal, 21-day weekly prompts and affirmations, is available on Amazon.com and Balboa Press. Best-selling authors international, news honors best-selling authors around the globe. Dr. Jean-Marie Farish is featured in the newly released issue of Published Magazine. To have first access to this treasured resource, go to PublishedMagazine.com.
4: Dot com, or click the link on the Love Light show page. It's your world. Motivate, change, succeed. Voiceamericaempowerment.com dot
0: You are tuned in to Love Light with Dr. Jean Marie Farish. Feel free to connect with our program through email. Or check out our links on Facebook. Reach Gene at Gene72Farish at yahoo.com. That's Gene72Farish at yahoo.com. And now, back to Love Light.
1: Well, welcome back to Love Light, living in the spirit of love. And if you're just joining us, we are with our amazing guest, Monique Tino. She's the founder of MD Consulting. Building Better Leaders Worldwide, executive coach and human resource professional on our show today, how leaders can build confidence and become empowered. And thank you so much, Monique, for sharing uh, those affirmations and steps that our listeners can take to move beyond that comfort zone and build confidence. So you're going to share some tools and tips and you know, perhaps some stories that uh, are relatable for our listeners.
2: Yes, I've got a story of a client, we'll call her Sarah. She came to coaching and first thing she said, she said, I I don't want to work on this, what I'm about to tell you, I just want to (laughs) vent. And I said, okay, and that's usually a cue for me that she's going to need to work on it. But I said, okay, go ahead and vent. So she told me how she's got this terrible relationship with a coworker. They communicate very poorly and there's always a lot of sarcasm between them and things like that. And she had a couple specific situations that had just happened with the person. And I said, well, what is your part in it? And she said, well, I don't like the guy. And so I'm very passive aggressive. It's a pattern of mine. And so, yeah, when he says something to me, I'm really sarcastic. I toss my paper at him i I'm, I just don't like him, and she said, "But he does the same thing back to me." And I said, "Well, is this something you want to work on?" And she said, "No, uh-uh i I avoid stuff like this. I hate conflict i I don't like dealing with it, and it's just the way I've always been." And so, as I coached her on it, you know. She realized that this was toxic behavior that she was displaying toward him. And not only was it unhealthy for her, because it was creating a lot of stress. Every time they had one of these negative interactions, she needed to go vent. She got upset. She was upset all day long. So she was realizing it was really unhealthy for her, but that also it was creating a toxic environment in the workplace. I mean, she was contributing to toxicity because she was allowing the situation to continue and she wasn't addressing it. So I said to her, what are you afraid of? And she said, the the conflict, facing the conflict and dealing with something really uncomfortable and having to resolve it. So I said, well, what do you think you need to do? And she said, well... I probably need to talk to him about it and own up to my own part in it. So she had her own answer because that was exactly what she wanted to do. She wanted to address it and talk to him about it and kind of clear the air and own her part of it. And so she was afraid of it though. So we, I coached her around the fear and her homework, her action item was to go have that conversation and it didn't have to be 30 minutes. It didn't have to be more than five minutes, but just to focus on what she wanted to say to him. And so we framed out that conversation so that she was well-prepared and we practiced a little bit. She went and had the conversation and she came back and she said, that went so well. She said, he ended up apologizing also So I said, well, how do you feel now? And she said she felt very empowered. Mm, And that's what I think happens when you face your fear, you step out of your comfort zone and you do something that's really, really scary and you get through it and it has a good outcome. You feel very empowered. And it doesn't mean everything's gonna have a good outcome, but the empowerment comes from taking a step to do it more so than whatever the outcome is. So she actually felt very good about herself. It was the first time in a long time because she had had problems anyway, setting boundaries, addressing conflict, and this was happening at work and in her personal life. And most of the things I coach people on for the workplace, those skills and behaviors are easily transferred into person's personal life. So it's not a wasted skill. So it just gave her an idea that she can do it. Um, And it was just very empowering for her.
1: What I like about that story is, you know, sometimes we get trapped in our own web of negativity and others are a mirror for us. And it plays itself out in the same familiar pattern. And I love how you coached this young lady into uh, really you know, having this conversation, first of all, being aware of herself <laughs> and uh, knowing that she really wanted to make the change and how that impacted the relationship. What a story.
2: Yeah. And I think people have to look for the patterns in their behavior that are causing them stress, anxiety, fear, and then dig into those a little bit further to see what is there that should be dealt with. What is there that we're avoiding? Because I think humans, we're really, really good at avoiding things. You know, we want to take the easiest way out. It's just kind of human nature. So, but that's when we get complacent when we do that. And some other things that I've done more recently, because my, my journey continues, my journey to improve my confidence level and my self-esteem. Yes. I, as well as having a fear of heights, I also have a fear of water. I have a lot of fears from my early trauma. I went through a, a near drowning experience when I was five. So I've been doing things like taking swimming lessons, taking water aerobics classes, going paddle boarding, doing things in the water to help me with that. I travel. I think travel is something that helps people get out of their comfort zones. I travel domestically and internationally. And I many times I'm alone. I purposely go alone. I do solo travel because I think that puts you out of your comfort zone even more. And it it's really amazing. It opens, I think it opens people's minds up to different cultures, different languages. You're experimenting with different food and it gets you out of your own physical environment and puts you in a place that's different. So I think traveling is an excellent way to get out of your comfort zone. The other thing that I started doing about a year ago, I started taking ballroom dance lessons.
3: Mm.
2: I am not a dancer. I, because of my trauma, trauma has a way of forcing you to disconnect from your body. So I've done a lot of work over the years as to how to stay in touch with my body more. And I felt that dancing would help me do that because it's movement and it's moving stuck energy, stuck trauma, all of that. So I started taking ballroom dance lessons. I don't know if I'm any better now than I was a year ago, but I continue to do them. And I've been sharing my journey on social media with video clips because it does build confidence and it does build self-esteem and it puts me out of my comfort zone. So it's me trying to set an example for my clients, you know, you've got to do something to get out of your comfort zone and take risks and be uncomfortable. So I think dance lessons really helps people grow their leadership skills. It's, it ties right in to everything a leader needs to do. It teaches body language, it teaches communication, And as a matter of fact, in a few weeks, I'm going to have my dance instructor as a guest on my show here on Voice America talking about how dance lessons can build leadership skills. So those are some of the things that I continue to do. I don't think the journey's ever
1: over. That's great because uh, you're sharing that there's So many fun things you can do (laughs) to step beyond your comfort zone. And I know with you skydiving (laughs) (laughs) Uh, as your example of that, you know, trying to rid yourself of that fear, I I really admire uh, what you've done and what, you know, you're so encouraging showing us things that you've done to step beyond your comfort zone. And uh, it reminds me of this quote, I think, by Susan uh feel the fear and do it anyway.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: And you are a testimony to that. <laughs> so tell us about, um, you know, your services or how people can connect with you to go sure. deeper. Sure. Mm-hmm.
2: Sure. my I'll give out my contact information first and then I'll explain a little bit more. My email address is monique at mdconsultingglobal.com. So people can reach me there for anything I'm about to say. The radio show, as you mentioned, it's brand new. We've had six shows. It's on the Voice America business channel. It's called Leading with Intention. I am always looking for guests that can speak Regarding leadership. So that's out there available. I have a book manuscript available. If anyone knows of a great nonfiction publisher, I'm looking for a publisher for my nonfiction business manuscript. And that is all about leadership. There's a lot of free downloads on my website, which is mdconsultingglobal.com. And my social media is there. So if anyone goes to my website, please follow me on social media, reach out to me, uh, let me know if you need anything. I am an executive coach. So I work with business leaders all the time. So always available for that and for doing speaking on
1: shows like this. Oh, wonderful. Well, we're delighted to have you. And can you just briefly share uh, uh, those affirmations? Uh Yes,
2: yes. The accomplishment statements are what will help you get out of your comfort zone and prove to yourself that you have value. And those are starting the sentence with a verb and putting a metric in it. So trained 200 people, executed 10 projects in three months, you want to create those statements. So you'll have to think back Mm-hmm. throughout your your role to realize what you have accomplished and keep a list of those and keep adding
1: to it. Oh, wonderful. Well, Monique, thank you so much for being here today for another outstanding episode to empower uh, leaders. And we invite listeners to tune back in on demand and share our show with others and connect uh, with Monique to learn more and tune in to her show. Thanks so much, Jean. Thank you. And join us next week for our show, Creating Confident Kids series with Linda Dyer on wisdom training. Strengthen and embody the practice of love in your daily life by accessing your weekly love practice exercise posted on the blog pages of my websites, www.jeanfarisjourney.com and Jean Marie Ferris, consciousloving.com. Much gratitude to the Voice America team for making this show a reality and for shining their love light around the world. Be open and do not box yourself in. You do not have to be a prisoner of the past. You are worthy. Being confident impacts not only the workplace, but all areas of your life. How you communicate, how you work with the team, and most importantly, How you are being with yourself. I'm Dr. Jean Marie coming to you from Voice America. And until we meet again, remember an empowered self is a loving self. And keep your love light shining. Thank you so much for tuning in.